0: The discovery of psychedelics is the discovery that all of this cultural machinery is just Wizard of Oz stuff. Don't think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate
1: on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. And they may well ask, why climb the highest mountain? Because that goal will serve to organize and measure the best of our energies and skills. That's it.
0: How did it feel to you?
1: We choose to go to the moon. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Welcome to the Astral Mind Podcast. Today, I've got a very special guest, a very good friend of mine that uh, I was actually on his podcast. Really interesting dude, Truth Seeker. Uh, I'm going to have him come on in just a minute. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about a myriad of things, but I especially want to talk about some aliens, some astral projection, uh, some divine mystical encounters, and I uh, just want to get into the whole thing. So, if you're in, stay tuned. It's going to be awesome this go around. So, I'm just going to hand it over to you, True Seeker. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself starting off.
0: For sure. Well, hey, thanks for having me, man. Uh, always a, a pleasure and honor to connect with you. And loved our first talk and got to mm-hmm. uh, in, uh, you know, um, introduce you to a good friend of mine, you know. Um, Devian Conscious TV has seen that talk that y'all had. So shout out to what you're doing and bringing it to the table. But uh, for me, you know, I, I wear many hats. Um, I'm a podcaster myself. Um, interview people, talk about supernatural experiences and out of this world, paranormal, any and everything that that interests me and builds up to what I'm doing. But I, I call myself a healer, um, someone who is just a champion doing the, the inner work and uh, helping people do that, facilitate their own healing. Um, connecting them back to to source what we would call God Mm -hmm. through uh, many different spiritual techniques um, what we would also call walking in the spirit just having this uh, inner knowing of who you are and you're connected to the source of love and and divine light and to engage that engage that with God so uh, that that's my story that's what I do that's why I'm here Um, I'm a hip-hop artist as well I'm an author uh, so so many hats again uh, leading guided meditations uh, create courses and it's all about healing though like the music the podcast everything that I bring to the table is to facilitate awakening and, and healing to let people know that they're loved with an everlasting love and that there's great potential inside of them so um, I started off having negative spiritual experiences and mm. you know uh, mystical encounters were with lo- what we call lower level entities as a child uh, experiencing demons and, and sleep paralysis and things like that and so that got me interested in asking the bigger questions as a uh, adolescence and led me uh, honestly down the road of like the dark occult path of of, of rebellion and, and seeking power at the same time and so that ended up uh, putting me in a place that I didn't want to be mentally spiritually um, at rock bottom eventually. And uh, it wasn't until I called out to to God and uh, needed love and light and peace back in my life, which showed up in the form of, of Jesus and uh, became a Christian and doing this spiritual warfare, this journey, this battle uh, has been going on for, for many years. And uh, now it has led me to have more spiritual and mystical experiences, but it's definitely been with the angelic and the uh, uh, higher frequencies and, and entities, if you will. So, uh, going deeper into my relationship with with Christ and deeper into who I am as a son uh, of God, you know, and trying to facilitate that with others.
1: Wow, it's awesome! There's so much to unpack with that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I, first, of all, I, I like that you um, that you make music, and I think that music is a, a very interesting vehicle to um, bring about healing in someone's life. Uh, I know that music was a really big part of how I came to God in the first place. And my whole experience with the divine came from, I'm a writer uh, as well, lots of different hats. So uh, our stories are a lot alike just from what you've said so far. But uh, I used to write when I was younger and I found that uh, when I wrote, I would listen to orchestral music and I would feel this like this pulling in my chest, this sort of like, uh, this like love coming out of my chest as I'd listen to this music and I'd write about it. So what it have been your experiences uh, with music in your relation to God?
0: Man, I say early on it was used as like a coping mechanism of um, wanting to find identity and um, listening to music that helped you to vent, um, which was a lot of harder, heavy music. And so there's, you know, power there in that, um, being able to vent and express your emotions. But um, I say, that you know, music really got deep with me, honestly, um, when I became a Christian and going to church and getting lost in worship, you know, mm-hmm. this idea yeah. that like, I remember it being a, a big deal to like going to a Pentecostal church when I got born again to raise your hands and worship, you know, wow. and it's like for the first time, it's kind of a big deal, you know, of like closing your eyes and raising your mm-hmm. hands, just this you know, looking weird and people looking at you or judging you or caring what you look like. But I remember, you know, kind of working my way up to that. I would close my eyes and kind of sing and just tap into the music as they're like lifting up God and, and singing about the, the, you know, beautiful things that, that God has done in their life and how beautiful God is. And you we were singing these things and agreeing with them, but like when I close my eyes and I would do that a lot, I just close my eyes, and that was kind of a step of faith. But then raising your hand, just kind of like in an act of surrender and in awe and worship mm-hmm. to the Creator. I begin to like go on these journeys, man. Having like these really deep uh revelations about myself that go just deeper and deeper and deeper about who God says I am, uh, the love of God and and um and all of that. So that's when things, you know, took a a turn for the the better i I knew that the power in music and maybe if i was having a bad day or doing spiritual warfare because coming out of the kind of occultism that i was doing and just as a misguided teen there was a lot of spiritual warfare there so um when i would get you know crazy headed in my mind and my peace was gone i'd put on put on beautiful music with those soft synths and Mm. you know um i would i would find uh instant um relief for whatever I was experiencing. Um, whether it was, like I said, uneasiness in my spirit or like I come, I was hearing voices, dude. And Mm I was in a really, really terrible place, but music helped me usher in the presence of God. And that was 20 years ago. And still to this day, you know, I can put that music on and I'm instantly, you know, teleported, uh to god's throne room i would call it to the ethers to the heavens whatever names you want to put on it i like all of them but immediately everything's okay it shifts my my focus like worship music shifts my focus from my problems being about me and what i got going on and how hard this life is to instantly everything's okay so that was like the starting point of knowing how powerful music is you know
1: mm. i can agree with that definitely that's That's how it happened with me very largely was, uh, I say we have a lot in common simply because, uh, like I also had that transition to more of an occult sort of background and that sort of experience. And, um, I found myself doing it largely out of rebellion against the church body as a whole and the absence of mysticism that I was experiencing in the church, uh, you know, and then I went off and music was that way that I, um, whenever it was time for God to like poke back into my life and he was just like, hey, hey, hey it's time to come back. Like, I see where you are. I still love you unconditionally. Uh, it was music. It'd always be, I'd, I'd hear the voice and it'd be, listen to this song. And I'd be like, ah, all right. You know, you know, I'd put on a, a worship song and getting lost in worship was definitely a thing. Like it was totally an experience. Um, and there have been, I, I think my whole Christian walk has been a uh, a just a mission in finding the depths of God and like going deeper and deeper every time in worship yeah. and uh, uncovering that whole thing. Uh, if you're fine with sharing, what are some of the things that you would encounter in your times of worship?
0: Um, very interesting. Yesterday, I found my old journal. I was doing some some house cleaning. It was a journal I uh, started writing in probably late 2000. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I started just going to church and, and, you know, having these experiences, but, um, you know, just that adoration, love, the feeling that comes upon you, the, the, the tingling, the, uh, Holy spirit cleansing, um, in that there's a lot, a lot that happens, but you know, what happens psychologically, what happens to your spirit, what happens to your body, your soul while you're like being washed and refreshed is, is literally what's taking place. Um. So, I mean, just these downloads of revelations that come to you, they start there, right, of just c- connecting and this love and a- adoration with, with the Father. And then you go into your day-to-day life, and that is just kind of taken to the next level. And then you're like, you're wanting to go back. And then so, you know, church isn't, you got three, four days in between, so then you do it yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you put on some some beautiful worship music or, or whatever, and then you go into prayer and, and and meditation and stuff like that, and then it just takes it to a whole new level. There's something about like corporate worship with a lot of people that that's one thing, but when you do it by yourself, you know, where time is not, you know, a constraint versus a worship service that's 45 minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, now we can we can have those same type of beautiful experiences and spend as much time or as little as you want, and um, it was so that was, was a v- vehicle of me. Uh, f- for me, um, and reading that book, I just, my journal was just like, uh, just the simple stuff, dude, of just knowing that I'm loved and, and how much I'm loved and, and exploring that too, mm-hmm. the depths of that love and how far does it go. And, um, you know, as far as mystical experiences in that, you know, out of body experiences, not knowing where you are, knowing like, and you're getting closer and closer and closer to, to the, this love of Christ and of your perfected self of your higher self that exists out there that, that is beautiful and is good. And you're like, you're being conformed and made into that image, Mm -hmm. like through worship or walking in the spirit or listening to that music. And, um, so early on, you know, it was, it, it's really profound, but simple stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, of, of being loved, of being called, of, of having a purpose in life, a destiny and, uh, you know, releasing your burdens and stuff. So, you know, as far as like far out mystical encounters are are really cool, but they're simple too, you know, Mm -hmm. simple, but profound at the same time of like, when you've been told that you're, you know, you're nothing or you never amount to anything in life, or, you know, you're going to be stuck and you're a bad person. Then you get into this place where like you're refreshed and you're told that you have a purpose and you have there's a reason why you're here and you're going to uh, impact people and bring forth change and stuff. And so in music, like in that state of worship, which is a form of meditation and, and going in deep, all that's taking place, you know? Mm. And it's, there's, there's nothing like, I it, it'd be like we want like, you know, angels to show up or you leave your body and all this stuff. And that, that's beautiful and all that. But at, in the simplicity of just putting on some music and closing my eyes and connecting with the creator the the entity the essence that created everything our breath our heartbeat our anatomy and knows everything about us about us and wants to like hang out Hmm. you know that still blows my mind you know that the creator of the universe wants to know he knows everything about us but wants to hear us vocalize it and Hmm. maybe there's not even a release until we vocalize that kind of stuff so
1: yeah i always found that interesting Uh, that's like the scandal or the, uh, it's ridiculous that, you know, this, you know, that God would be interested in us and that he'd want to encounter us and know us. I always found that to be uh, pretty perplexing to me. Uh, One of the main things that I struggled with and kind of grew in was hearing God's voice and that discernment of knowing what exactly I was supposed to do. And even though I've moved more toward a uh, Gnostic Christian mystic sort of way of doing things, Um where I, I do look to like, uh, Krishna and, you know, I do follow some teachings of Buddha and things like that because they resonate with me. Uh, there are times where I've, you know, woken and have just heard God speak and it's just like, Hey, like, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. And I'm just like, all right, let's, you know, let's do this thing. So there's a part of me that can't, uh, that can't let go of those things. And I feel like that's a really hard thing to do sometimes, especially for people that are trying to kind of move away from the, the church and like its rigidity uh, to more of a free form, you know, following the spirit sort of way of living. It's that there's this tug of war that happens between what you feel and what you're experiencing and what you've been taught. Uh, what was your experience leaving the church? Like, how was, how was that whole thing for you?
0: Well, I, it, it comes out of a, a relationship and knowing, again, that there's no way you can leave the church, per se, because the church is something, it, it's not a place that you go, a building, a church is like who you are, you're called out, you know, and so when we come together, two or more, he says, there I am in, in the midst of you. So when we come together for prayer, for, the, for worship, or to hang out or whatever, like Christ or God is in, in our midst. So um, a big shift was understanding that, you know, church isn't a place that you go, but it's something you are, you know, and that freedom that anywhere we go, whether I'm outside meditating or I'm at home praying and fasting, like versus being at church in this corporate setting. Um, but the tug of war, you know, and the, the I wouldn't say, you know, maybe you can call it programming or whatever the the Mm -hmm. you know religious ideas of of what godliness was or what jesus is or whatever we are definitely uh you know shown an image of god and and what it looks like in western christianity was just you know all we knew until we were able to look at the east and kind of see where christianity and jesus and all all of these practices come from was the east so Mm -hmm. that helped of you know I've always been a truth seeker and wanting to get to Christianity. My my goal has always been and kind of still is to to find a Christianity before it was tainted by Constantine, the Catholic Church, even Mm -hmm. the, you know, I'm saying the Reformation, you know, even like, you know, all of these so-called like early church fathers that are are really big names, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not even it's not even the the example. And it hasn't. it's so far removed from, like, biblical Christianity, which was just about engaging your relationship with God and 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 mystical experiences coming out of that, of knowing how much that you're loved and knowing what you're worth and all of this kind of stuff. So, the going back and forth was was really hard because I I felt God calling me to the deeper, uh, ancient paths, if you will, um, but most of it wasn't conducive with church culture or, you know, where we're talking about yoga or Mm-hmm. energy or psychic abilities and stuff. The church touches on a little bit of that stuff, but not by those names. Like they try to claim. Um, christian Exclusivity. Yeah. yeah, They have they claim exclusivity of talking in tongues or the Holy Spirit. And mm-hmm. um, so for me, it was uh, just having a broader uh, view of God, that God is, is using people um, outside of my faith, which we've told that, you know, that we've been told that, you know, only your church is right kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And um, even if it's the same denomination or different denominations or different religions. So me being able to see God in everything helped me to transition so I can do breath work and and encounter the Holy Spirit. I could do Kundalini yoga and fellowship even deeper with the Holy Spirit that I was fellowshipping with, with my eyes closed, hands raised at a church service and experiencing that power Mm -hmm. and communion with the father. Then I take that to all of these other, um practices that look more to me honestly in their essence like a biblical christianity you mm-hmm. know coming from the east this eastern mysticism it was a mystical practice it was a mystical encounter with the divine with angels and demons and and uh, hearing voices of of god calling you and the holy spirit and mm-hmm. knowing things about people before you even meet them having premonitions like all of this stuff right is defined okay. in the scriptures but the church culture is like taboo or demonic or new age to talk about any of these things. Uh, if you refer to them outside of people's Christian ease, like you said.
1: Yeah, it's, it's hard to control those experiences uh, when, when it comes to your experiences of God, when it can funnel through the Catholic church or it can funnel through a uh, religious organization, They are the ones that hold the power. They're the ones that are the gatekeeper for encountering God. So you have to listen to them and they have control. You know, it's a it's an instrument of control doing that. So when you're having your own prophetic experiences, your own encounters with God alone, where God is teaching you and and having you go and do things and change yourself and do the inner work. um, Like that's not something they can hold on to it. You change and you outgrow the pacifying nature that is I believe the church today uh, and you're right when you said that you know they're, you're not really leaving the church because the church isn't within the four walls yeah it's more that uh, religious institution if you will that uh, yeah you know that the hospital that is the church you know people are supposed to go in get fixed and then go about go out and do ministry again uh, it, it was never supposed to be a place where people just go and just stayed there. And that was the practice. So uh, Let's go to church yep. on Sunday. Let's go to church on Easter. And Like, I've fulfilled my obligation. I'm going to heaven. I'm done. I'm checked out. Uh, I never thought that was the point. But uh, you mentioned some of these ancient practices from, uh, from the mm-hmm. East. Uh, what was some of the things that you were drawn to initially uh, that kind of pulled you out from the traditional... Uh, just pray, close your eyes, raise your hands, sort of worship, what what were you drawn to?
0: Um, The energy, you know, the euphoria of the Holy Spirit, like this um, encounter, you know what I'm saying, Uh, Mm -hmm. which was big for me early on and continued to be bigger. And like I said, just recognizing that spirit in other people, like people that I demonized or thought that God couldn't use, which include Muslims, Hindus, which is new agers, um, Catholics, you know, all of these things that I denounced and and claim were false ways, but I can see God in it. And, uh, even if it's just a little bit, so that was big for me. So, um, but all of that helps to open up, uh, opening up to embrace God by these other paths or whatever. So the prophetic movement was big, you know, seeing, uh, you you know, psychic abilities that we have, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that are in the Bible, but go into a lot of great detail with other traditions that have a different standpoint on it. So hearing other people speak about stuff that we've been reading or, or believed in, in the Bible or Christianity for years. Um, but they hold a different piece of the puzzle, um, and seeing that it, it fit and you judging things according to the fruit of what, what it produces and looking at people who practice Kundalini yoga or, Uh, chanting or mantras or chanting om or whatever and seeing the, the fruit that that produces in an individual's life of walking in the spirit. So just, just with that, just opened me up to so much more, um, that I can tap into and engage. So, you know, the encounter is big, but seeing that there's, there, there are many ways to experience that those encounters with God to engage God's heart through all of that stuff, breath, work, meditation, prayer, Kundalini yoga was big, you know, because it's like, uh, you know, your body is involved in, in in your energy, your essence, connecting with the Holy Spirit, that divine nature um, that okay. through those practices, man, you can, you know, I say feeling because we don't. It's not all about feeling, but like what happens when you get up from that kind of stuff, you know, the UFO experiences and stuff like that that I've had and, you know, what happens after an encounter what happens after you see these things? Uh, what is it? For me, it's, it's awe, it's wonder, it's creativity that's imparted. It's that God is real and exists somewhere and we can engage it and pray and communicate. And uh, it made it all real. So the, the, the mysticism and the spirituality behind any of those uh, encounters or beliefs, um, doctrines, dogmas, whatever, mm-hmm. what does it produce in an individual? And I'm con- And I'm for that. Because that for me, like Jesus is love, God is love. Yeah. And so, if it's producing love and it's producing purity and honesty, and 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 for you to to not just be a good person, man, but to really help people and like bear one another's burdens, it's kind of doing what Jesus did. Then, then I was was and still am for it, you know. Hmm.
1: So, and I know personally, just from our last. Uh, our last time, our last conversation on the podcast that you uh, that you have a lot of experience, like you said, with uh, UFOs. And it, it was a I don't want to say it was a shock for me, but it was like like I, my mind was blown. It was like, oh, I didn't even know. I mean, because you hear about like, uh, you know, UFO encounters in the Bible, like uh, Ezekiel and things like that is mm-hmm. possibly like UFO and these different uh, this the, the different art that was made and you could see those sort of things for sure uh how else from your experience and from the things you've researched because i know you've done a lot of research uh when it comes to your book uh and you found out a lot of how eastern mysticism fits in with the bible like how third eye is in the bible uh how are ufos aliens how does that fit into uh the bible with uh, divine encounters and so on and so forth
0: yeah um it just it just depends like if you know the different for me it's the angelic it's angel okay you know and so when we read about these angels that are traveling back and forth from heaven to earth and you know it, the bible says that that they did it and then you can experience and you can encounter it you know and that's what i did i um there were some things in the scriptures that opened me up to it and and some videos that i had seen that, that weren't real popular at the time that people were asking for sightings and even using the bible and and they and they had like you know angels appeared to them and um and it became real and that sparked something deep within me because i've always thought that that was something demonic or they're going to abduct you and take you off the planet and stuff like that but to see that that there are fiery chariots chariots of fire that are mentioned of in the bible hmm. that um even god you know traveled uh and he said through he, he led the, uh, Israelites through the desert by a cloud by day and a fire by night, this pillar of fire. They were literally fi- following fire mm-hmm. in the sky at night. And so, um, a lot of other things that, you know, in the scriptures that could be a UFO, which I don't really believe are now, but Ezekiel's will was like one of them, um, that I kind of thought could be. And a lot of people still do. I used to think that, but thinking that opens you up to experience it or just be open to it. Um, And even like the star of Bethlehem, like when they followed the star to the birth of Jesus, like people would tell you that that was a a UFO that they were following in the sky or whatever. And I used to believe that stuff. I don't anymore, like as far as what those were, but um, the angelic and heavenly hosts that are watching over humanity um, and have been since the beginning, since we were primitive and I've been watching and tracking and maybe even interfering with our evolution in a sense. Um, How does it fit in the Bible? Just the angelic, you know, the the fiery uh, beings that I've seen and encountered and communicated with, quite frankly, um, going back to the seraphim, which, which are the fiery, you know, angels, they're fiery They're made out of fire Mm -hmm. to be able to travel at the speed of light back and forth around the solar system, the universe, all creation and, and bring tasks and do things like Matter can't tra- travel that fast, you know, and so it, mm-hmm. it is the essence of light. And the Book of Enoch goes into that. And also H- Hebrews and Psalms talk about the his ministering spirits are fire. Mm-hmm. And so being able to, you know, see those and, and engage with it uh, opened me up. Again, that awakening uh, was a big part of it, of going out to that and uh, experiencing um, the angelic not in the spirit with my eyes closed or leaving my body, but literally wide-eyed and hopeful looking into the night sky and seeing, you know, stars open up and unfold and and multiple, you know, lights come out of one star and go into another one. Like, just seeing Hmm. just mind-blowing out-of-this-world stuff. Um,
1: uh, Why don't you go into one of those encounters? I'm curious. (laughs) Like, I I I always love hearing about this stuff.
0: Yeah, so you know, it's always been again an awe and wonder. It's always been like, you know, it, it for me, it approves God's existence. Like, mm-hmm. angels are real, heaven is real. When you're looking in the night sky, you're literally gazing into heaven. Um, the Bible uses the same word for sky and heaven, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one, one prof- I mean, I had a bunch of profound experiences, but one really profound one is that I, we had just wrote this uh worship song, it's a worship hip hop song. And, um, it was just, I was listening to that and I was just singing it to the Lord. And I got into a place where I would get to work really early so that I could leave out for my run to go and, uh, and stop at a rest area or get to a, a dark place where there's no light pollution. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's when you're stargazing, it's, it really helps a lot. So, um, trying to find an open field. And so I, I, I would clock in at two in the morning and try to hurry up and load my vehicle even though, like our cut, when I delivered par- car parts, our customers didn't really open until six or seven. So if I got there at two, loaded my truck, and tried to hurry up and get out, I may have had you know two or three hours before sunrise. So I would get to these different places that um, that were blacked out and there wasn't people around, and I would get out and open, you know, open, lift my hands up and and pray and ask for a sighting because I had seen these videos and started reading stuff in the Bible about the angelic. So, um, you know, I started doing that and things started happening. So I, with that song that we wrote, I remember just being in adoration because I'm always in communion with God and singing this song to him and asking for a sighting. And I just remember I was asking to see something, but I was just in this beautiful place, man. The The, the wind was blowing. I was by the water and um, I just started naming out all the constellations that I knew. All the stars kind of calling them by name and just, you know, familiarizing myself with the night sky. Really, I'm drawn to Orion when I'm stargazing. Um, So I'm doing that. And then I look at Orion and it looks really bright. Like Orion's like standing out really bright. And I'm like, wow, that's really bright. And I'm just naming all the constellations and I'm worshiping God. And I'm looking for UFOs at the same time. I'm looking for, we'll call them UFOs. They're IFOs, identify, they're chariots. Mm, um, I like that. <laughs> I'm I'm looking around, and I I look at Orion and it's really bright. And I'm like, why is that so bright? And I look up just a little bit more, and I seen I seen Orion in in more detail. So I wasn't looking at Orion that was bright. I was looking at like three. I was looking at three stars that looked like Orion's belt, but it wasn't further orion's belt was just a little bit higher so i'm looking at these three really bright stars and i said hold on that's not orion that's orion what is that and as Mm -hmm. soon as that thought came into my mind telepathically um it was two it was three stars but one on each end they begin to fly they begin to, to, to leave their uh position one star stayed there and they were like posing as orion's belt like in this formation and they start like zigzagging flying and they go into the constellation Orion and disappear. And I, I'm like in awe and wonder and kind of freaking out. And I try to grab my phone to film it, but, um, it, it doesn't, you know, I can't pick up stars on, on a cell phone. Um, so yeah. for me, just in that place and nobody's here, it's just me and God. And I'm just gazing at the stars and I'm like, show me one of your chariots, show me your angels, your messengers. And, I'm just in this place of adoration and love and and all of a sudden, boom, I see that and they fly into Orion. So like what that does for you, like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm in, I'm thankful. Thank you, father, for showing me this. Thank you for allowing me to experience it. And, and after that, like what happens An excitement and awe, a wonder, uh, repeatability, can we go out and continue to do it? So that was just one, you know, uh, that was just, you know, perfect concoction, for an encounter that change, changed my life and, and, and led to, like, many more, you know, of seeing them during the day and seeing so many. And then, you know, telepathic communication that comes with you. There's downloads is what we'd call it. During
1: um, the day? What? Yeah.
0: That's Same because, like, at night, you, you know, it could be easily explained away. Well, that was satellites that were yeah. Yeah. stalled or something and took off or you know, I think a lot of us, when we want something, too, and we're stargazing and we see a, a plane or a satellite or anything, a space station, we're like, a UFO, because we were looking for it. And we want it so much. So, like, anything that's moving in the night sky, we're calling it a UFO. But so for me, like, during the day, um, it would have been a little, little bit more clear. Like, what is it? Can you see light during the day? Is it going to appear as fire? Um, so I started asking for those encounters during the day and uh, and ended up seeing – there's several occasions where um some people call it the a tic tac shape uh u f o or uh, um cigar shape, but there was times where I've seen those they just look like tubes and uh and they they could take off and fly really fast um there's something so weird it's like once you see them and and you acknowledge them and they know that you've seen them they a lot of times they take off like they're just there long enough for you to to see, and then they leave, which is kind of strange. Um, but I remember telling you, too, about this one encounter I had with, I've seen a fleet. There's was like 70-plus yeah. mm-hmm. all in, 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 in the sky during the day. They appeared. i have seen them. I had been listening to uh, UFO research all day and, and been looking at the sky all day, and I was coming home on my, my last little stretch in to, to get back to the shop driving my work truck, and I was going across this bridge here in Mobile, and I look up, and there's all of these little um, black bars in the sky. Little black bars, and they're just, like, stacked and layered, almost like, like um, what's the name of that game? Um, Space Invaders, how they're just mm-hmm. all stacked and kind of moving a little bit. Yeah. And I looked up, and I seen them. And, like I said, it was 70-plus had to be. And there were these black bars, but then they would all turn together, and, and they would turn white. And when they turned like this, they would... They would disappear. You couldn't see them. They would kind of cloak. And then they would turn back to these black bars. And they, they were just doing this. And um, I'm sitting there driving like, what the heck is this? And literally it only lasted for, you know, maybe 30 seconds, if that. And uh, just enough to like, you know, wow, thank you. I can't believe I'm seeing this. This is insane. Um, but they would cloak. You know, they are they're they can reveal, they, they can pick and choose when they want to, you know, reveal what they look like and and show up and I think allow you to see them like they have to allow you to see them so you know all of these experiences and stuff I feel like I was allowed to see and a lot of times boom there's a start overwhelming download we'll call it telepathic communication that's released as well during these encounters most of the time again I'm talking about it's all wonder creativity uh, imagination like so much you get like an upgrade and all of this stuff which I believe my music you know received that because um, I can write about this stuff and articulate it in my music with a whole new like, in, 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 in like a whole new dimension and allow other people to facilitate similar experiences as they're listening to my music. You know, and be able to encode that in the music. All of like, you know, the the beauty and awe and wonder of those encounters, like even though people weren't there with me, I can try to articulate it, encourage them to go out and have their own experiences like that. But still for people who don't who've never experienced it just like i've seen those videos of people going out and doing it and it birthed something within me to go out and try it myself you know my music has kind of done the same thing for people who don't know anything about this stuff to go out and try it and i get emails and testimonies like almost daily of people having these type of encounters and um so you know or or people who have already had it but they've there's nobody talking about it because it seems taboo and And you seem crazy and you're communicating with UFOs telepathically in the night sky. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, to hear somebody voice what you're going through um has been a huge a huge part of my podcast and my music as well. So it's, you know, helping a lot of people that healing and let them know that they're not crazy, you know, and that the stuff is real.
1: Right. Shoot. So seeing it during the day I I can't even imagine. Like I, I've had an angelic experience where I, I believe I saw an angel, and it was a pretty wild experience, uh, which actually makes me think about, I remember uh, perusing your extensive catalog of videos on your channel, uh, and I came across one where you said you had seen Jesus, and I was like, I don't want to watch this one yet, because I'm going to have you on a podcast, and I want you to talk about it then. Uh, would you say that was the same sort of experience as the uh, seraphim or
0: uh no because that was with my eyes closed you know that was um did so you didn't watch that video no 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 tell me okay so yeah 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 yeah. so that was just um just you know having these encounters and and i had a a couple friends who have been kind of going through this awakening with me Mm -hmm. and so as i would talk about this stuff instead of them denouncing it or thinking it's demonic it intrigued them and so they would go out and stargaze with me and meditations with me and all this stuff so they started having their own experiences so um, I remember going to a friend's house and and I think it was only three of us who showed up to this it was me and two other friends and we're just you know, engaging God through prayer which is something we did often to facilitate experiences or just to pray for one another to help bear one another's burdens and stuff like that so it's a small little prayer gathering at at a friend's house and we begin to pray and there's just different levels of of prayer you know that Um, Mm -hmm. and, and we begin to pray and we didn't really feel anything. I I hate that. I keep saying feeling, but you can sense when the spirit is around, you know, or sense when, when, when the atmosphere changes and it's charged with glory and light and love, you know, and whoever's in that, in that facility gets changed. And so we begin to, you know, pursue that stuff. And I still do. So me and two other brothers were at his house, a friend of mine's house praying, but we're not really feeling anything. And. We want an encounter. We want to to see God, you know. Um, so we put on another video on YouTube, and it's these people like over in I don't know it was in Africa revival or something. People were praying in tongues, and little kids were catching the Holy Spirit, and they were crying. Mm-hmm. And we watched this video, this move of God, and and w- just watching that lit something else in us to hey, let's let's go a little bit deeper, man. Let's just lay it all out. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Let's go in for it. Let's everybody pray at the same time confess your sins like just really let it go so it's three of us in this little uh, house holding hands in a circle praying and you know i'm just allowing you know my spirit to stir up and pray through me we're praying in tongues and we're just going after it and all of a sudden um i felt this energy hit me which was the holy spirit but like times a million and uh it hit me and went through my body and it felt really good but it was pulsating and and it, but it hurt at the same time. There was like a pain, like a like an anguish to it. It was good and refreshing and healing, but an anguish at the same time. And it hit me, and I was holding my two friends' hands, and I jumped, jolt, I jolted back when it hit me. Mm. And um, when my eyes closed, I began to see like a silhouette of a person walking towards me with a white light. And the person just kept getting closer and closer and closer, and I just knew it was Jesus, or the one we call Jesus Christ. Uh, and it just become it come start walking closer and closer to me with my eyes closed. And the closer he got in my mind's eye, the more intense that fire and the joy, but the anguish got. So it felt good, but it was like a holy reverence and like a, a broken heart kind of thing too. So as Jesus started getting closer and closer in my vision, eventually that silhouette took up everything until all I was seeing is this white bright light in front of me and feeling that energy just kind of in my body, this impartation of the joy and the peace and the the beauty, but also an impartation of like God's heart for humanity and -hmm. for the broken. Like I was receiving it and got to feel it. And I was screaming. I was literally laying back screaming at the top of my lungs. The the experience was so intense that, but their two friends as I was holding their hands, screaming, crying, um, they didn't want to let my hands go because they could feel this energy pulsating off of me. Mm. And it was euphoric and it was beautiful. And they were like crying too, as we're just in this holy moment. And, um, like we channeled God's heart, you know, and we got to experience it and feel his burden for humanity. And we left that experience changed, man. Um, one of my friends, he, he was scared that the neighbors were going to call the cops (laughs) because I'm, these houses are close together and I'm, just at the top of my lungs, screaming out in uh, anguish and pain, but yet joy at the same time. So when I, you know, that story of me being able to see Jesus, you know, with with my eyes closed, that was so beautiful. And I've heard of similar experiences. You know, one of my mentors had a experience like that. Like if he felt he actually could feel like uh, Jesus being crucified, he was just on the floor and he could feel the pains in his hands and in his feet and the crown of thorns. And he was just Screaming and it's still that anguish and broken heart. Yet the beauty and the euphoria of this otherworldly, supernatural impartation. You know.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah, I can feel that.
0: <laughs> it was beautiful. It <laughs> yeah, was awesome, definitely. and and it what it's not for the sake of having that or telling mm. the story. It's the the you know what happens when you leave. Like, what did mm. that impart to you? Did you just get to feel good and now whatever like no like my heart is broken you know for humanity and for restoration and the same you know to 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 carry you know what i'm saying the the same burden and mantle of jesus which is what christians are supposed to do you know you know care for the hurting the widows and the orphans and you know speaking being peacemakers letting people know that that god is love and he he loves them and reconciling them back to their creator like you know a, you, and a lot of people kudos we do that without those ex- experiences you know because they read mm-hmm. the gospel or they had grace shown to you but to them but having an, an encounter like that man it just really you know i wouldn't say it changes everything but it makes it it's like, it's like heart it surgery your man. faith
1: man yeah definitely
0: it's heart surgery because we you, we leave change like the sake mm-hmm. of seeing the ufo just to see it like Oh yeah, they're real, man. You can see them like, what does it do? And I'm, 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 I'm interested in this, in the psychology behind it and, 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 the spiritual fruit behind it, you know, all of the worship stuff, all of the meditation, all of the breath work, what is it doing in, in your psyche, your, your psyche, your mind, your spirit, while you're doing this stuff. So that's why I'm really big into facilitating encounter, letting mm-hmm. people have their own encounter with God. And so we do that, you know, through astral travel and you do those things and go into heaven and Hmm. being loved by God and letting the the spirit, you know, take your burdens that you've been carrying your whole life, your traumas and your judgments and your failures and your successes. And just like bringing that as an offering back to the creator, you know.
1: Hmm. So what are your astral experiences like or what would be? one of the more profound experiences if you don't mind sharing those i mean obviously of, i i'm a fan of, of what astral projection or uh, an out of body experience okay. or, or things like so that so for nature. me
0: for me like that that's kind of what that is mm. like when you're going in really deep in in the worship and you've you you know your body's not there yeah. you know for me um you know i i think they're tied together cuz we talked about this like like a difference between like remote viewing or astral projection, like you are in the ethers, you are in heaven right now, and you're catching a glimpse of it. You know, it's hard to make out stuff, like what it what it is, or to tell where you are. There's not you usually. It usually doesn't happen like this. People can write books and sell stuff, but um, trust me, you don't go to another realm, and they don't say welcome. You're at nine ether. Yeah, this is the threshing floor of heaven. There are uh-huh. several more levels to. It doesn't. You're just in this. Weird heavenly place with heavenly host or demonic, and you can kind of tell by the you know what I'm saying the vibe, the vibe yeah. of, of, of of you know where you are, the level of love, the level. But I think that you know your vibe attracts your tribe, like on the earth and in heaven. So when you tap into the spirit and you have these type of encounters, what the types of of things that you're doing on the earth, you're gonna be able to uh, go higher in the spirit. Mm. You know. And so and it's through love, acceptance, grace, mercy, peace, like all of that, your alms, everything that you've been doing, the things that that only God knows that you've been doing. Um, for me, it, it's a currency or, or the fuel for that vehicle of where you get to go when you close your eyes. Literally, if you lay your, your head on your pillow and you've been doing wrong all day, you're carrying that burden and it, and it haunts you when you close your eyes now would because it haunts your conscience and so you know the gospel in Christ comes that we have a clear conscience before God that we're not doing things that um are against our that, that, that sin against our own flesh or our own body or hurting people or lying to people or cheating and stealing like all of these lower level things that as long as like if you try to tap in to the spirit or whatever you're doing you you're going to have entities around you that are associated with stealing, lying, they're literally the entities that that's that—that's their concoction, they can only come into your life if you're a pathological liar, You're on, only, they'll be in your auric field, they will engage you when you're asleep, when you try to leave your body or tap into the astral, you're going to deal with those type of entities um, and so the, the same thing works when you are doing those alms or spending time in prayer or whatever like that experience with Jesus, you know the, like God weighs our hearts, you know um and and uh all of that comes into play so when it comes to to astral i i again i've never been greeted saying hey you're at the third you're in the third heaven welcome yeah, it doesn't yeah, work yeah. like that mm-hmm. and i don't believe i don't trust people who say that it does as people no. say yeah I was yeah. greeted and i got to see this and i walk and and they try to explain it the problem is they try to explain spiritual realities and dimensions as it's as is earth earth is totally different Mm -hmm. than the spirit realm things are not going to be the same when you tap into that realm they don't you don't walk into houses you don't see people that look just like like Mm -hmm. us walking around you see light you see energy you see essence you see sacred geometry Mm -hmm. which is the language of the universe you see you feel intentions a being can approach you and doesn't have to open their mouth they telepathically communicate with you or just off of their vibe you you can tell their vibe just like in this you know pieces of that here on earth that we experience as well. Like mm-hmm. we can read each other's auric fields. And you know, I know I know people who know stuff that I'm doing that only God knows. They're so in tune with God and reading energy that I can't hide anything from these people because mm-hmm. they'll call me out on my BS because they know what I'm doing. I didn't have to tell them nothing. Mm-hmm. They know whether my head's down and my countenance countenance is low if I'm talking out of my ass. Like they know things about me because they're in tune with with the energy. Um you know, and we're supposed to be that way as well, being able to read the energy and the essences. So, um, we tap in to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, to go into those deep levels of worship where you leave your body. You're you're not there anymore. The apostle Paul talks about it a little bit. And to be honest with you, um, the, when, when the apostle Paul talks about, he knew a man who, whether in his body or out of his body, he does not know, but he, he, tapped into the third heaven right mm-hmm. he, he said that the experience was so real that the guy didn't even know if he took his body with him or he just went there in the spirit realm spiritually i traveled but it was so real i, I don't even know if i was still here i think i might i think i might have went there um and we read that and it relates to the spirit world and it relates to the kingdom of heaven and having these encounters but we uh did a plant ceremony um a plant medicine ceremony of doing a psilocybin mushrooms and you know, (laughs) very similar being taken to these, these realms, man, where the angels reside and the angels live and eternity it's heaven, you know, going there, um, stuff is imparted. And then I go back and read the stuff that Paul is writing about. And it makes more sense. Mm. Like going Mm. to a place where, I would sound like a madman to even explain what it looked like and felt like. It looks like your background, man. You know, it looks (laughs) like outer space. It looks Mm -hmm. like, um, energy in essence. And so to come back and say, yeah, there's all these little dots flying around and there's these wheels and and spinning things. And essence, you sound crazy trying for the carnal mind. The Bible says that the carnal mind doesn't even, can't even comprehend the things of the spirit you mm-hmm. know, they are spiritually discerned. It's kind of like you, you had to be there kind of thing, <laughs> it, you yeah, know, and that's the thing because well. people can go there. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So these conversations and us even talking about it is not to, you know, blow a whistle or toot our own horn. The thing is like, this is available for you too, you know, for you to encounter this, if you want it, all things are possible if you believe in them. And so that's, you know, the hopes of having these talks is for people to kind of do the inner work and tap in, even, like, those vehic- the vehicle or the currency, like, there'll be things in your life that you'll go in through deep meditation and, and prayer, breath work, all that, and you'll get to a, lev- a level that you can't go any further. You're stopped mm-hmm. because you're shown something in your heart that you have to get out. It's weighing you down. It's too dense for you. You have to uh, forgive someone. You have to... Um, give money back to somewhere that you got it by ill means right there's things that you're doing in your in, in in your waking hour that is hindering you from going in deeper or higher in the spirit realm to engage with your perfected self to engage with with Christ or whatever you're tr- you're wanting to, to to engage with and so um, clean hands and a pure heart that's what the Bible says without that no man shall see the Lord mm. to be able to see this you got to have clean hands and a pure heart. And so gratitude, thankfulness and uh, making sure that you, your path is straight will allow you to go deeper into these these mysteries. That is the currency or the fuel for that vehicle.
1: Awesome. Shoot, I find a lot of that predominantly affects me uh, simply because when I'm trying to approach God, or I'm trying to reach God and have these experiences. Um, th- there are a few different A few different things that happen. If I'm trying to have the experience, like you said, just to have it, Mm -hmm. oftentimes it doesn't come through. um, Or I have to really force and force and force to get it. Uh, When I have the experience to draw closer to God or to uh, grow in my love for God and humanity, then the experiences tend to kind of move more smoothly. They tend to just take me on them. These experiences just happen to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, like, I've had a lot of experiences where things just happen. You know, uh, you know, like when I saw that angel, it, it was just the product of it happening. You know, I was just open to that experience. And I, I do think it is absolutely true, uh, you know, to have clean hands and a pure heart, uh, because doing those things, like you said, they're very dense vibrationally. They're very low vibration. And not only do they keep you from seeing God just in the vibratory energy of that, but I believe it's the quality of your mind. As well, yeah. because you, you keep yourself in this place of shame because you know what you're doing isn't right. Yeah. You know, you know yeah. what you're doing is hurting someone else. And I feel like the ministry of Jesus is really uh, the ministry of love, like, you know, the ministry of reconciliation. When you said love God and, and love people as you love yourself. It's just love. Like love is the underlining theme of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like when everything we do is based out of that love, that it it flows much better. And uh, we actually get to the center of who we are. Um so you spoke a little bit earlier about uh, Kundalini yoga, and I feel like I'm being drawn toward Kundalini yoga a little bit more. Um, but before we like dive into that, I'm curious about what your first experiences with Holy Spirit was like. I know we talked on your podcast a little bit about the uh, revivals that you had gone through and that whole like revival time, which I yeah. think is very fun. It's, it's yeah. an interesting time and you see a lot of healing and a lot of faith grows there. But mm-hmm. what, what were some of those experiences for you for a revival and things like that? Yeah,
0: um, Again, um, I, I, I have a couple of videos on some of these experiences and um, on my page, but um, I talk about, you know, that initial baptism of the Holy spirit, you mm-hmm. know, and um, I end up going to a, a, you know, a prayer meeting where someone told me that there was a prophet that was going to be there. And I didn't, didn't wasn't interested in the things of God or church or anything like that but I was interested in the occult at the time and dark stuff and uh, you know one of my mentors uh, was like an older brother figure in my life was inviting me to church inviting me to prayer meetings and I didn't want to go he told me there was going to be a prophet there at this particular prayer meeting so I said what's a prophet he said well a prophet is like a Christian psychic I was like oh that's That sounds interesting. I want to check that out. You know, he's like, all right, Right. come on, come to this prayer meeting. So we go to someone's apartment, and there's literally, like, man, almost 20 people crammed in a little bitty, like, two-bedroom apartment. And people are in the living room, and and they got the lights turned down, kind of dim, and they put on worship music. And that was my first time seeing people, like, with their eyes closed and hands raised. And and some of them are crying. Some people are walking back and forth. Somebody's laying on their face on the carpet. And, they're you know, they're just – they're in another realm, you know, that's, so when I, when I talk about leaving my body or going astral stuff, like, those, that, that person's not there right now, he, he, his mind, his spirit, and soul is somewhere else, um, and I see people crying, and it's like, it's beautiful music, and I'm just sitting there as an outsider, like, okay, this is kind of weird, you know, mm-hmm. um, and then one of the, uh, one of the gentlemen who was there comes down and sit next to me and says, hey, Derek, uh, my name's so-and-so, and Wanted to uh, ask you, man. Do do you want Jesus to come into your life? Do you want Jesus to forgive you of your sins? And um, again, like any rational human being, like I don't want him not to forgive me, right? Yeah, I want him to forgive me. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to, like you know, be responsible for all the stuff I've done. So I said yes, and he said, "Well, let me pray with you." So he leads me on the prayer of repentance, and it's what we would call the sinner's prayer. It's simply just acknowledging your faith and what Jesus did on the cross to win us back to, to God, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness that he, he, his blood covered our sins and he paid our sin penalty and all the, you know, so I acknowledge that I asked God to come into my heart, Jesus. And when I, I prayed that prayer and I meant it though, you know, even though it seemed, you know, just spur of the moment, I didn't, I meant it. And when I said that prayer immediately, I felt, like a fire come down upon me and enter my body and just start going through and cleansing me. And it felt really good, but it felt, it was still, it was hot. Mm -hmm. And I began to burn with a fervent heat. I began to shake Mm -hmm. and I started to cry because I felt like all of the evil, all of the bad stuff, all of the mistakes, all of my failures, everything, stuff that, you know, people don't even know about. Only God knows. Like, in an instant, I felt that love, it was love, it come down and it cleansed out anything wrong that I had ever done. And it was so euphoric and so overwhelming that I was like crying hysterically and I was just shaking and trembling. And i come to find out that that's what they call the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where mm-hmm. you put your faith in Christ and you ask for, for God's love to enter your heart. And and it, it happened like upon like profession of, of making Jesus the Lord of my life. And from that moment, Things changed. You know, I wasn't uh, the sad, depressed, lonely kid that I was. I was 13 when this happened um, to have that experience. And then my heart is just changed. And I go home and they say, Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit. You're a believer now. And, you know, you should start reading your scripture to understand more about Jesus and who he is and, you know, more about the Holy Spirit and how to interact. So, we start going to prayer meetings and going to churches, church services. And like, like that experiences is, is, is happening to me over and over again mm-hmm. when I close my eyes and raise my hands and I would, and see it happen to other people and other people, like you would amplify it when you got together with people who, you know, had the same interest in mind and, and um, facilitating these encounters for people that was literally changing and wrecking people's lives who were drug addicts, sinners, no matter what they did, they're, they're, were were receiving this baptism of grace from heaven. Um, so I began to like read my Bible. And I remember early on, um, I got to a place I was reading in Matthew or something. And I felt that presence come upon me. And I'm reading about Jesus and his love and the works that he done. And as I'm reading it, I just feel that euphoria come o- over me, just sitting by myself. And I just begin to start worshiping and thanking God for it. And I feel it and I just, raise my hands and let it go and do what it wants to in me. And it's it's still taking stuff out. It's still putting stuff in, in me that I need. It's, you know, it's still erasing things. And um, I remember going to my uh, the guy who was discipling me. I said, like, hey, I felt the Holy Spirit while I was reading the Bible. He said, oh, really? What was you reading? I said, like, I don't really remember, but I just began to worship. And I just, you know, I just went in deeper into it. And it was so beautiful. And he was like, he kind of rebuked me in a soft way. He's like, We should have been paying attention to what you were reading. He was trying to illuminate something to you in the scripture, but you just got caught up in the euphoria of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so those are like some of the earliest, most precious times that um, anytime I feel it, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I I still feel the same. You know, if it's a a jolt, if we're doing, and I feel it through breath work, I feel it through prayer, I feel it through like engaging God's heart. If if it's one little jolt, if it's a, a, you know, big wave of it that hits me it's still my best friend hmm. you know and uh, and I've been and had so many out of this world encounters but those were the, the first like two that really you know introduced me to uh, the Holy Spirit.
1: Hmm. And when did you start seeing the connections between eastern mysticism in the bible like third eye in the bible
0: that was much later because that first experience happened in 1998 again i was 13 right. and um so to see like the, the mystical stuff didn't really happen until um maybe 2009 or 10 so like almost over 10 years later hmm. of starting to you know be you know not just take somebody's word for who God was or, you know, and, and re- re- being confident in, in my own understanding of of God revealing himself to me and through me. Um, and as I did that, you come down off of your high horse and your soapbox and say, okay, God is dealing with everyone. So when it comes to the Holy spirit, a big part of that was like, you know, with Kundalini yoga and stuff, uh, the prophecy in Joel, well, the Lord says, he gives Joel a prophecy. He says, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And it says your old, your old men shall prophesy and your, your young men shall dream dreams. I might have the background. I'm not sure. But that became more real because we think that that was just Christians. Mm. We think that God poured out his spirit on all flesh, meaning all Christians. But all flesh literally means like all people, yeah. you know, that they, they have, you know, the ability to tap in to, and to have Similar encounters that is just, you know, the spirit in their essence bidding them to return to their creator Mm -hmm. in relationship. So, understanding that scripture and then meeting people outside of my faith who had that fruit, you know, and then seeing, you know, reading more literature that were books that were taken out of the Bible you know, all of this stuff just broadened my view versus just narrow church culture, American Christianity stuff, and uh, seeing God working in other people who have no idea who Jesus is. They've never said that name, but they know what love is. They know what beauty is. They know what forgiveness is, you know, and uh, so being able to see that in individuals and to judge them by their fruit was a big one, because that's how like judgment's a good thing it's good to judge people but you don't judge them for their shortcomings you don't judge them for their failures you judge them according to their fruit and so um i begin to do that because i used to judge them based upon how well they knew the bible if they were a christian or if they were a muslim all that's out the window now i judge individuals on the character of their heart and the type of fruit that they're walking in because their fruit what they're doing um Shows you what they be- what they believe, like mm-hmm. I, and when I see you hang out with the widows and orphans, when I see you work at the homeless shelters, when I see you, you know, give your your last, you know, little bit of money to someone who is in need, like I, get, I begin to see Jesus in all of that stuff because mm-hmm. he he is love. So I begin to see all of these other religions or faiths or lack thereof walking in this in this love of Christ, this this love of God that is without conditions. Like even in the church realm, we're taught to love with conditions or even that God loves you with conditions, letting go of all of that, like there is no conditions for, for your love. You know, the, the whole thing about grace and acceptance is that the fact that you don't deserve it, you know, mm-hmm. that it was given to you, you don't deserve it. What do you deserve? I didn't deserve that. I deserve a lot worse than what I got. But that mm-hmm. grace and that beauty that we've encountered in those experiences or encounters empowers you to, to pay it forward. To show others the same grace that you were shown. So that opens up to how do these other people engage with the Holy, holy Spirit, which is what we call it. They have no idea. The word holy just means set apart. It's different. Mm-hmm. It's a different essence. It's, it's different because most of us have been in a, a place that we're not used to it. We're used to condemnation. We're used to rejection. We're used to fear. We're used to not adding up or being enough. And then when another spirit, another essence comes into play that is the opposite of all that, it is holy. It is set apart. It is different. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone can engage that. And I found that people are engaging it through Kundalini Yoga and just reading some of the experiences that people were having. That sounded like my Holy Spirit awakening that I had in 1998, that people are crying. They feel a fire come through their body and cleanse out all the wrong that they've ever done. They're in tears. And then from that moment on, they live a life of devotion and service and honor to God and to serve others with love, compassion, forgiveness. And they're like doing the same things that that I was doing as a Christian. They're doing it as a Muslim or a Hindu or a New Ager. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So the fruit matters. Like, how are you? How do you treat people? How's your family life? How, how's your work ethic? You know, are you like, do you do your job? Like, are you trying to st- steal hours on the job? Are you hiding on the job so that you don't get caught doing stuff? Are you, you know, it all comes to, to play and uh, mm-hmm. in your fruit. So that's that opened it up for me to even try Kundalini yoga. And, oh, you know, breath work or meditation or even just regular yoga, like, or so, even stargazing with, you know, the UFO stuff. What does to go deeper into that? You know,
1: what does Kundalini yoga look like for you? Like, what's a typical session look like for it's someone not, who?
0: Very simple. Yeah, very, very simple. So, I mean, there's just a few uh, um, um, techniques that I had. I've done early on that I've, i learned watching some videos and doing Kundalini yoga with, with some friends. And, uh, they're just very simple techniques. First of all, it's, it's that posture of the heart. It's engaging with God through the spirit. But at this point you're getting your body involved in it In Christianity, it'd be a little bit of sim- a little bit similar with the dance. You know how David danced before God and your body is involved in the worship. Your body is involved in moving the energy Letting that Holy Spirit that hit you just kind of go through your whole body, where your essence is connecting with the essence of God. You already are, but believing that, stirring that up, it's it's a uh, there's a process that comes into play. So for me, that would just be, um, whether I would engage through some breath work first. I always kind of do that now, and just intensifies. It helps you get into that relaxed trance state. But literally. Um, either standing or sitting there's just some techniques that you can do that that move the energy around in your body as you're mm-hmm. connecting with your high, higher higher power so um you know doing meditation it's it's almost like meditation but you're you're connecting with the body it's praise and worship but you're connecting the body mm. to move the energy to to allow it to to flow freely throughout your body up your spine and um so for me i mean if i was to you know It's kind of hard to explain techniques, but more show you the different techniques of you holding your arms out to the side, almost in that posture of worship as you would do this or some people worship like this, but you will move your body back and forth. You can do this sitting down or standing up. You can go even faster and you're getting into the motions. You're getting in deeper with God and it's you're unlocking things in your body. You're releasing stagnant energy that begins to move and you're allowing that beauty we move down even into your, your muscle tissues everywhere that has been, been stagnant. And so there's different things you're doing as you're tapped in. And you can go faster and faster. Uh, then you get your whole body involved in it, you, your torso, where you're just moving the energy mm-hmm. around. And so as you're doing it, you're even going deeper into the trance, deeper into yeah. your encounter and mystical experience with God. And literally, there's you're fearfully and wonderfully made. There are hand mudras and things that you can do that release different things in your body so knowing that that i'm fearfully and wonderfully made and there's breathing techniques that i can change up my breathing to to be more sensitive to to tap into the spirit realm um you know understanding that and then just doing it so for me it's really simple and it can get really complicated there's many different forms of of kundalini yoga um there's a lot of you know far out stuff but getting the body involved and doing it, uh, in small sessions. And even with, uh, your, your personal prayer time, uh, for me, it just, it amplifies it, you know, I, so I I like, I like a little bit of all of it.
1: Cool. I've, I've been interested in Kundalini yoga simply because it's my experience with the Holy spirit that has drawn me to it in that same fashion. Um, and I, I feel like that's, almost like the the center the foundation of my faith is in encountering holy spirit Um, and that's that's where a lot of my uh experiences come from and a lot of the things that i've that i've really started to study and go into have been i i want to experience more of this love because when i encounter it i am changed and i conduct myself with other people in in a very different way um and so I've I've noticed some differences in practices and things like that. But Kundalini Yoga is interesting because it's about that energy uh and things like that. Sorry if you're hearing mm-hmm. uh noises going on in the background I'm getting kinda loud over here.
0: <laughs> I can't really hear
1: it. Oh, for sure. So when you say inner healing, what's your what's your roadmap for inner healing? Because I, I know inner healing for me has been letting go of past hurts and Predominantly opening up to love because love is like that the central message that kind of gets uh, told over and over again. But uh, do you particularly teach people uh, how to, you know, do inner work? Is there a method that you go to do like guided meditations? Like, What's your what's your go to for yeah. doing that inner cleansing?
0: Yeah, I mean, a lot. The, you know, the big go to would be to teach people how to engage with the Holy Spirit. Mm hmm. Cause there's things that I don't know, or um, that is your healing of having a practice of engaging with God. So anything that I do would hopefully um, encourage one to do that. And versus like having people continually coming back to me for answers or cause I don't have all the answers. I'm still trying to figure stuff out. And, but I have, I, I know who does, you know, that we know God has the answer. So mm-hmm. People will lead you astray, people tell you their opinions and all that kind of stuff. But God is heart is continually for you. So I don't think there's anything that you can want to know about the universe and about life and everything, the way things work, that, that God won't tell you if you if you get it from Him, versus going through a cult means or trying to get it from secret books or all that kind of stuff, but going directly to God in prayer and in meditation and devotion. And um so I try to teach individuals to do that. And then so for what I would do, you know, again, doing guided meditations is to kind of facilitate, um, an experience as far as me, I try to channel God's heart, you know, mm-hmm. I try to, cause I, I know God's heart through, through reading the scriptures and how much he loves me. Mm-hmm. And so I can prophesy, I can, I can quote that over, you know, anyone, the, the, the promises of God in, in scripture that are yes and amen. Um, so that's a part of healing, um, So figuring out, you know, having our consciousness cleansed with his love. um, The goal is to once you have a session or you do something like that, that you maintain it, that you go deeper into it, explore it more on your own. But as a group, yeah, I would uh, lead a, a meditation and ask. I would try to see I would ask the father to show me something that he wants me to release. And then through prophetically. You're you're sensing things that are going on with individuals, whether it's a one-on-one session, uh, whether you're doing a live broadcast or a small group. A lot of times, it, you have to learn how to hear God's voice that speaks in many ways. It's not just audibly, mm-hmm. although you can hear it that way. But you you sense and and hear and you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit on what to minister to. So I would do that, in like in a small group, and whether it's hurt, whether it's forgiveness. Even things that I've dealt with, like I know how to minister to because I had to overcome trauma, pain, you know, not adding up, you know, not being loved. So we just, you know, those are go-to points that everybody deals with. We're not unique in the fact that we've only, we're the only ones who've dealt with rejection, fear, uh, you know, whatever it is. So to speak those things out and then healing's happening hmm. and then teaching people how to get in for themselves and then healing's happening. Um then when it comes to trauma, maybe opening up with individuals, like if I do a one-on-one, I just try to listen to what people are are, are going through, and uh, most of the time they will tell you what it is, and there may be some type of, um, you know, intuition and uh, you know, prophetic sense that kicks in as they're speaking, and you know what to minister to. Uh, and I think you get better and better at that. It is revealed through the Holy Spirit, but as they're just letting you know what they're dealing with, then you know how to pray you know how to like where to send energy mm-hmm. you know what to, what to deal with what to call out what to bind and loose uh for that individual you know mm-hmm. and to, to try to create an atmosphere to allow them to experience it as in a group setting so honestly you know my music is that you know everything that i do is that so yeah. when it comes to inner healing it's all done like with that in mind of mm-hmm. you know so, cleansing the conscious letting them know that they're loved, you know and I engage that you,
1: you talk about binding and loosing, and that makes mm-hmm. me think of spiritual warfare as uh you have any experience with that? I know a lot of people or i've I've had a few people on my channel come to me saying that they've experienced some really far out like wild sort of things when it comes to mm-hmm. uh like uh negative entities and demonic spirits. I know you come from like an occult background, so you you kind of dealt with that. What's been your experience with like Uh, spiritual warfare and um,
0: early on it was huge again coming out of the dark occult Mm -hmm. stuff and making pacts with demons or what I thought to be Satan and Mm -hmm. you know um, pledging my allegiance to all this stuff and um, it was pretty dark and I barely made it out of that Mm -hmm. and the only thing that led me out was my faith in Christ and and asking like running to him and Mm -hmm. uh, like when the bullies were were showing up you run to your big brother you know you You could beat me, you can't beat my brother, you can't beat my daddy. I'm gonna go get my daddy i'm gonna get my daddy. I'm gonna tell my daddy on y'all and mm-hmm. so for me it was it was literally that of going through this this hard uh, road out of hell literally uh with these entities um then I had to run to God continually and that was in two thousand when everything was was real serious um but it is today too, you know I didn't graduate from that. Of 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 where I go when when you know the bullies come out when there's people around me that I'm not strong enough to take all y'all I can take two or three of y'all but I can't take all y'all <laughs> I gotta go get my dad mm. so literally it's <laughs> hey dad they're picking on me again uh-huh. you know and uh you know that's how I that's that's honestly it's a, it's engaging from a place of rest mm. uh, of of the Lord will fight your battles for you. And I know you got yourself in this mess, but I'm going to get you out, man. I'm going mm-hmm. to bail you out. I got you because you'll, you'll mess it up. So with that understanding of spiritual warfare, that Jesus is the head of all principalities and all powers and every tongue, whether on on earth or under the earth, must confess that Jesus is Lord, that he is the the one that they all listen to. I don't care who it is, what entities you've made packs with or doors that you open, he can shut doors that no man can shut. He can open doors that no man can open. And that works in the spirit realm as well, dealing with um, entities and spirits that are smarter than you, that are more wiser, more trickier than you. They've been around for thousands of years and, and, and they are really slick to trick individuals to make packs with them, to trade out things with them that they come to collect. So mm-hmm. when it comes to spiritual warfare, again, those things that we talked about earlier, the, the, the things that you're doing on the earth that spirits are attached to, and, they're, and they got in. They got in because you did something you wasn't supposed to. You sinned against your body. You sinned against God. You sinned against humanity. And now there's spirits attached to you because of that. Like, There's ways to get free with that. So for me, it is spiritual warfare. It is number one to run to the Father don't don't you know the, the biggest sin is trying to f- do it yourself you know and looking at adam and eve when adam was naked after they ate the fruit they look at they, they, they looked at themselves and knew that they were naked and then so they try to cover up what they've done they put leaves on and made made clothes for themselves and they god's looking at them and say hey what are you what are you doing mm-hmm. oh, nothing i'm oh i'm naked we're trying to cover up our nakedness. He's like, "Who told you you were naked?" So that's the first thing that we do when we get in over our head or we sin or we try to cover it up f- to people. We don't want nobody to know for many reasons, humiliation, um mm-hmm. self-loathing like um so we, we do that. But the number one thing to do is to go to the Father um mm-hmm. in the midst of that. So that's number 1. Um and you know renouncing or cutting ties with whatever uh, work of darkness that you've engaged or encountered, whether it's a, a demonic entity or drug use or alcoholism that's just eating your life and your mind and your spirit away, um, you know, pills that you're, you're, you've are you're done just because you wanted to feel something or you felt too much and you wanted to become numb, so now you're addicted. Like, all of these different things are uh, addictions uh, that that give birth to sin, which are really just unhealthy things that you're doing in your life that, that bring forth death um, and there's spirits attached to it. So there's been, you know, many different experiences in my life, again, coming out of the occult. First thing you do is to run to God, you know, mm-hmm. but then there's things that you can do as well. Confession, getting it out of you, um, you know, because you don't, you think nobody knows, but just, and you're holding that burden and it gets stagnant, so to release that burden before god to the bible says that if we confess our sins one to another we will find healing like if there's some stuff that I'm, cause i cuz i you know i do a good job at carrying my load you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying but it breaks i get broken it breaks me down i get worn out so the best thing to do again bringing it to god when you're bringing it to your brothers and sisters as well you are bringing it to god because mm-hmm. we are made in his image and they are his represent, um representatives on the earth so when we confess this stuff it breaks any bondage of of that that has been trying to hide that's the only thing that these entities can do is, is lie deceive and and try to get you to to hide your sin once mm-hmm. you can conf- confess it into the and you bring it to the light it's like the, it's like having a rock with all of these bugs under it and once mm-hmm. you pull that rock away in the light the sun hits it those bugs scatter and they leave mm-hmm. so we have those unconfessed things or we try to act like we're we're okay, and we pull that rock away. We allow God's light to hit it through confession. Hey, man, I'm, I I got to get this off my chest, man. And just even in that, finding someone that you can talk to of talking about the stuff that you are going through in your mind, the weird thoughts that you are having, suicidal thoughts, just speaking them out. Hey, listen, I am going through this. I need some help. Can you at least pray for me? Because like it's it's even the prayer is a confession of getting it out. Mm-hmm. Like, I got to get this off my chest. I got a father. Take this from me. Agreeing with somebody else, even though you're asking for help, you are releasing it at the same time. So that's just two things like, you know, it, it goes deeper and deeper. So as far as binding and loosing, <clears throat> it's taking authority over your life, you know, taking authority over, um, you know, your, your, your past, your present and your future, giving it to God so that you can be clean, that you don't have to hold it and carry it worship music comes into play garbage in garbage out setting an atmosphere Mm -hmm. Uh, taking authority over unclean spirits is what like we have in christ like we have the ability to take authority and to cast them out um and so meeting with other people who know their authority um Mm -hmm. really helps and then all the while you knowing your authority hopefully that you know, it gets to a place where you don't have to like always like go seek somebody out for for prayer or any time that you cursed or any time that you looked at pornography or whatever. Like you can literally, you know, you know what I'm saying? You, you know what to do to, to to find freedom um, versus telling everybody or whatever the case is. So those are just a couple examples like I've had a lot like I've had demons try to choke me and, and attack me in my sleep. Most of the time when you can't like if demons can't get to you in your waking hours. They'll attack you when you're asleep. So I've had like entities try to choke me. Mm-hmm. I've had them. Gra- I've had. I've had them reach into my face and grab my brain and paralyze me where I couldn't breathe and I'm choking in my sleep. And I feel them. I can f- I literally felt it and it just grabbed my brain and squeezed it. And mm-hmm. I'm just gasping for breath. And I wake up praying in tongues and putting on the whole armor of God. And mm-hmm. this was when I was coming out of all of that like they were aggressive as hell they like, didn't want really, you to go <laughs> re- yeah really re- i made i made packs with ancient entities man and um mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of them and, and they don't play fair you know they they, they cheat they so lie cheat and steal.
1: who are the ancient entities I, I know we talked on your podcast before about like uh you know like nephilim and you know some of those fallen yeah. angels and things and i kind of want to go and talk a little bit about like the origin of the world and because you kind of blew my mind with the uh you know that uh elohim and like you know many and things like that Uh, Mm -hmm. it'd be cool if you were going to that uh, as well
0: yeah um so yeah who who are they yeah Mm -hmm. um fallen angels um fallen angels i don't think that they're all are fallen angels let's say that because some of them are they're They're They're, You know, the word angel means messenger. So, Mm -hmm. um, again, those entities or demons, the demons are angels, too. Mm -hmm. We use that in a broad term of light and darkness, right? Um, When you do those sins, when you smoke crack, when you get on pill addiction, there are certain entities that are loosed. And he's not a bad guy just because he's but he brings bad news. Mm. his his deal is that you have made a pact with me because of the things that you're doing on earth you've come into agreement you're playing in my territory i own this this house and so now that you're here i've got some other friends who who live with me Mm. and because you're going to stay with us you need to get used to us and so that's that it's addiction it's anxiety it's fear it's hopelessness it's uh it's everything that's demonic you know, so to think that those entities like are bad, they, they they just have a job to do. Like those demons, they have a job and and there's because and, they own that house. And when you go live there, when you make your bed in there, you have to lie in it. Same with the beautiful entities and love and light and alms entities and good works and good deeds. Like there are there are beings that, that vibrate at that level of frequency. Some of them. We'll say are the fallen angels. The angels that um you know, left their first estate, which was the heavens, and mm-hmm. they looked at the the daughters of men, and they saw their beauty, the beauty coming from their hair, and they wanted to sleep with them. They were, you know, they came down, they left their first estate. Enoch goes into this, it's a little bit in Genesis. Um, six, and it also reiterated a couple of times throughout the scriptures. But these angels that left heaven came to earth to sleep with women, and what happened was they bore, they had children with the women, and bore uh, Nephilim. These they, they they were they were men of renown as the Bible calls it. And so they were uh, giants on the earth. They were big. A lot of the women died in, in childbirth wickedness happened. They were, they were evil. Um, so that's why supposedly God sent the flood, uh, Mm -hmm. was to wipe the earth of the, of the Nephilim because they were eating people. They were having wars with one another, another, these big giant entities, which is the the theory. And then once God sends the the flood, right, the flood of Noah to wipe Mm -hmm. out the wicked and, and the Nephilim that had taken over the, the earth essentially, um, when those, beings died they couldn't go to heaven and it wasn't supposed to be on earth um, so their spirits are said to be the evil spirits that haunt and torment mankind on the earth so that are trapped in between heaven and hell right now and so they're here on the earth and they're influencing kings and, and rulers and princes and things like that so that's just one that i don't think that's all of them there's there are mm-hmm. many different types of in- entities and angels and and, and, and things that come into play when we're talking about the spirit realm. But those are some of the ancient entities and some of them were, were worshipped by um, cults and and, mm-hmm. and religious orders of old. Um, you know, some of them were, um, you know, teaching people how to do magic, teaching people how to cut themselves and do ritual and all types of wickedness. And so people come into agreement with them. And so for me, coming out of occultism, I did that literally, you know, asking um doing rituals out of the satanic bible even creating entities that some have done uh, with the necronomicon and stuff like that and and uh, the different essences of creating an entity or allowing a, a a framework for an imagination where an entity comes and lives that has thoughts and feelings and stuff like that like all of that is possible too so when I say, you know, making packs with these ancient entities, it was doing rituals through the satanic Bible, doing rituals through. You were really you know, in God, it. Meet, yeah. meet demons and all kind of stuff like that, just because I wanted to see something. Mm. And, uh, and then all of a sudden after doing this stuff for months, like nothing really happened mm. until it all happened at one time, like s- some kind of portal opened up in my mind and I reached into the other side and they reached back. So all of the, rituals and all the openings and stuff that i've done um they all opened up at once and it drove me mad i literally was losing my mind and Mm -hmm. um being sucked in and out of these portals and trances with these malicious entities that were just kind of like having their way with me they weren't trying to help me they were i couldn't understand them they were speaking foreign languages and um i was gonna have to go to the hospital and be committed it was that bad and um that's when i repented of my sin of my involvement with the occult and doing these type of uh, rituals with these entities and mm. um asked god to come back into my life cuz i had i had fallen away fallen away and um immediately you know found release and uh I man i was coughing up blood seeing shadows and people in my house that wasn't there mm. hearing voices in the night like man just hearing people walking in the kitchen like just crazy out of this world sure. stuff. You um, opened it way up. <laughs> yeah, it was... I barely made it out, man. So, yeah. you know, spiritual warfare is definitely real. But it is, um, you know, from a place of rest, I would say, too, though.
1: Man, yeah. let combat against Because he's him.
0: already won the battle, right? Mm-hmm. There is no, There is no question, no doubt about it. You are victorious, but you just don't know it. You know? So, the conscious thing.
1: I feel you. So... I got a a question here going on in chat from uh, Christy. She says, what are your thoughts on spirit travel and astral projection? Can we do it? I'm assuming she's got the connotation as well. Like, uh, can we do it? Is it something safe? Is it something real? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah. um, Again, like, I think that every time that you close your eyes and go into deep worship, I think you're leaving your body. Like when you go into that deep meditation, um, worship is always the entry. Like, and that's just adoration to God, you know, yeah. and, and thankfulness and gratitude, and and then come whatever may. So the things that we explore and the things that we see in the spirit world, um, essentially, are out of body experiences because mm-hmm. you, you you're going somewhere in in the spirit realm. You you have left your body and you are in the third heaven. You are in the ethers or the astral realms, as we'll call it. You're, you're not here anymore. So um, it's definitely encouraged in the scriptures going into the tra- It's going into the trance state. Mm. It's that, but it's not that you leave your body to like fly away out of your head or whatever, but you go within mm. the experience, the the heavens, the, the only the, the way that we experience it as humans is to go within, which is the portal and actually going through the heart gate. Again, that's why everything is weighed in the heart, what type of person you are, what type of things you're doing with your time your life. So going in through the heart gate to experience the depths of God and what he wants to show you, um, you can experience whatever your heart's desire is. Mm -hmm. It says, if you delight yourself in the Lord, he will give you the desires of your heart. If it is your desire to, 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 to travel to different, uh, dimensions and realms and understand how they work, it is available for you.
1: Shoot. And that's it. Like I, I like your your view on that the heart gate. I've I've been learning a lot about the heart gate, and just like the heart chakra and how a lot of people's first encounter with God is that unconditional love and that's opening that heart chakra, so that now now you can receive more, now you can help other people because I feel like a lot of us we close our heart chakra simply to survive in the world. Uh, questions are coming in. Are you ready for questions? Let's go. <laughs> Uh, one question is, uh, from, uh, Clintonius. What's up, man? Um, it is, I try to overcome my fear of channeling. I channel automatically my whole life. Uh, I have a, uh, diagnosis for autism, but after trauma, I was always afraid of voices, sounds and shadow figures and things like that. And it sounds like a little bit of the, um, Uh, spiritual warfare that we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, How would you overcome fear? What's your, what's your method for that? Because fear is a real Um, big issue.
0: Yeah. I would um, close off any gates to anything else outside of God. um, As far as like thinking that you're going around God or around the Holy Spirit, or he doesn't want me to do this, or I'm, experimenting with things that aren't of him <clears throat> cut that off and go directly through God, but go with the intention of come, whatever may that, you know, whatever you have to show me, I'm open for whatever messages that you want to give me. So it's really setting the intention before you go in. So whenever you go into channel to get information, when you're getting these downloads or speaking what, what God has for you that you're getting it through him. Hmm. That you're not channeling Aunt Susie, who's in the house, who, you know, is still pissed off at your mom for, uh, you know, tearing the house up or whatever. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you, can cha- you can channel these disembodied spirits, whether they're humans that existed or these Nephilim or lower-level entities. You can channel them, and people do it all the time. They do it by different names. The safe way is if you, you, if you go through the veil of God, Christ, and love— that no evil shall by any means harm you. So go through that and and ask God, ask the father to, to let whatever entity, whatever being has your best interest in mind to engage with that. But make sure that by faith and through the mindset, you pass through that veil, that veil of like, I'm love that God has the best for me. I'm not just like randomly seeing if any entity wants to use my body to talk. I would definitely... You're basically turning your body into a Ouija board. Um, but we can channel God's heart for humanity. I mean, there are angels that come through. There are messages and messengers that, that appear and show up that, that um, God gives you. But make sure it's coming through the creator. I'll say that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And honestly, at the end of the day, I think, you know, everything does. But just make sure that what you're engaging with is that has your highest good in mind. and and then, And then there should be no fear. Because the Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. So if Mm -hmm. you're, and Jesus is perfect love for humanity. So going in through the Holy Spirit, through Christ, through Jesus, which is the spirit of truth, which is the teacher, you don't have to be scared of anything.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Even if it is scary, you don't have to be scared of it.
1: There are some scary things. (laughs) Yeah. I know that for sure. Well, I feel like we're. We're reaching that duration uh unless it was something that you wanted to touch on specifically um i kind of wanted to give just a little bit of time for uh because you are a very experiential person i wanted to give a little bit of time if you're open to it to uh pray for the audience pray for uh anybody that listens to this uh after hours or when the Mm -hmm. podcast is already done um just whatever's on your heart, whatever impartation mm-hmm. or anything that you want to do, releasing of, of love, you know, that connection with God that you've had uh, mm-hmm. with anybody, if you wanted to take a minute to For do sure. that.
0: Yes, sir. Let's do it. Right, I'm just going to say a prayer. So wherever you are, just close your eyes, unless you're driving. If you're driving, keep your eyes open. We just Please. know deep down that you are loved with an everlasting love, with an un merited grace that is just given to you it is your birthright, it is your inheritance there's nothing that you can do to change God's mind about you he's madly in love with you he has a plan for you to prosper you to bless you he wants you to go deeper he's got great and mighty things that you don't know about and there's no way that you can find out about it unless you go to him so just allow yourself to go in through that heart gate through Christ the sacred heart Allow your heart to be ignited with a passion for truth, for justice, for the hurting. Just receive that burden now. Let that be your vehicle to experience the depths and wonders of God and the different dimensions that he's hidden. And no rooms and places, many mansions in God's house that he's, he's kept hidden and nobody has ever seen it. But it's hidden for you. Seek God, ask him to give you the key that unlocks the door for your destiny, for your potential to go deeper. And right now, just collectively, we just repent from trying to do things any other way of trying to go around God or around tru- truth or justice or holiness or what we think to be Jesus or Christ. For going around that, trying to find another way in outside of that. We repent. And we come directly through the heart to engage God boldly before the throne of grace. Receive that impartation now, more love, more light, healing to the areas that you need that you don't even know right now. Traumas that you didn't even know you thought were healed, but that scar tissue and those old wounds are still lingering. Some of you are still cut. Some of you are still have open wounds. So right now, Father, I ask your fire to come to cauterize those wounds, heal them from the inside out, and may they prosper in every area, even as their soul prospers. Right now, we thank you, Father, for this. Meet them where they are. Take them deeper in your love. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, Amen, amen. Before we close out the podcast here i want to say thank you to everyone for showing up i appreciate you all i love all of you love all of your faces though i have not seen them (laughs) um true seeker thank you so much for coming on the podcast love having conversations with you man tell the audience where they can find out what you're doing where they can get engaged with your work and uh just get more of you
0: for sure, for sure. So um, we have a growing community. Um, people all over the world come together and do this stuff and encourage and equip one another in, in love and in truth and honor one another. So we have community via Discord server. Um, and you can go to truthseeker.com to get access to all of this stuff. Truth, S-E-E-K-A-H.com. My, um, my podcast, my meditations, my music, everything is accessible there. So you can check it out via the website.
1: You guys heard him. Go ahead, uh, check out his channel. He's got a ton of videos on there as well. And uh, again, thank you so much. I'm just going to go ahead and close it out
0: from here. Thanks for having me, man.
1: And that's going to do it for this podcast, guys. I thank you so much for stopping by. Like I said, I love all of you guys. I love the community that we're building. Um, again, go check out True Seek. He's been a real inspiration to me to even start this podcast. And uh, he's got a lot of great material on his website, uh, very helpful meditations and things like that. Uh, If you want a one-on-one coaching session from me, or if you would like to uh, just have me help you with uh, awakening yourself spiritually and connecting with God and feeling that inner love and guided meditations, you can go to my website, camelcas.com and I'll help you out there. And uh, you can also go to my Patreon because this podcast is totally Patreon supported as with everything else on this channel. (laughs) And uh, again, love you guys. And as always, never stop of injury.